Hey, SCF Student Ministries, Devin here. I'm excited to bring you the last week of our uh, Squad Up series that we've been going through. I think it's been a great time. It's, I've had a lot of fun just leading games and stuff and uh, just growing closer together and just pre- preaching on uh, unity and teamsmanship and a lot of things that so familiar with my past. And so for this last week, um, let's go ahead and just kick off this last week. Uh, we've been talking a lot about how important it is for a squad to to stick together but that's never more true than when life gets um a little chaotic and and it does sometimes and um just thinking think to yourself have you ever gone ice skating maybe roller skating or rollerblading i used to roller skate a lot outside around my house i had some rollerblades that i would use Um, often there was also a roller rink in salem if you've ever been to um i don't know if it's still open anymore but we used to go to that quite a bit it was pretty fun sometimes life can feel as out of control as you probably felt the first time you put on a pair of skates it's it's pretty different um if you've never done it before never been involved with um maybe i was i was okay with it because i'd been like skateboarding but it feels like gravity is just completely against you um, in that situation. And if you've never skated before, here is a pro tip. Don't try to hold someone's hand while you're doing it. You think that that might help, but this, um, it's never going to work really. Um, it seems like a good idea. It's not one person is in the groove skate along while the other is pulling you both down. Uh, doesn't matter how good of a skater you are. If the other person is falling onto the ground, then you are both going down. That is how gravity works. Not only is it uncomfortable, everyone nearby is watching you struggle together. Um, in our friendships, we tend to stand or fall together, sometimes literally. Whether you were uh, roller, skate, roller skating, sledding, or just walking down some stairs, has a friend ever tripped you up? And I'm talking literally here, just think in your own head. Has someone ever tripped you up? I know that used to be a thing with my friends in high school, people purposely trying to trip you because it was just funny to everyone. Um, other people can trip us up, which is fine when the results are funny, uh, only slightly painful. But sometimes people can trip us up in more important and destructive ways, like when we are influenced to make uh, poor decisions, maybe adopt others' negative attitudes or perspectives, or change our beliefs or values to imitate someone else's. I think that's a big one. Sometimes people can trip us up, and sometimes we can trip others up as well. Because we're all imperfect people, our relationships with each other can feel like a losing war with gravity. Uh, We pull each other down or let ourselves be pulled down instead of helping each other um, stay standing up. But what if our relationships felt less like a roller skating fail and more like one of those dad wins videos if you've ever seen one of those where they someone else looks like on their on the verge of um like their kid looks like on the verge of just absolutely crashing and the dad swoops in at the last second and saves them i think those videos are so funny um so what if our relationships were more like that um there are so many reasons why we need people to have our back. Uh, like when we do something dangerous or unwise or we're struggling, hurting, feeling alone, maybe we're questioning what we believe. Um, those are those are massive times in our lives when we need people to have our back. Jesus' followers aren't perfect. And God's family often has a lot of issues to work out. But I, I think of these stories of, in my own head that I've had in my life um, about these types of things because we need to be reminded of how the church can function when it's at its best. Uh, So today we're going to finish our journey through the book of Ephesians and our conversation about how God's family is supposed to work when it's at its best. Um, But first, I'll 
quickly recap again since we're doing this every week. Uh, a whole week is a lot is a long time to remember something, especially when you're in school. So remember, we talk about the church. We're not talking about a building or an event. We're talking about people all over the world who follow Jesus. And this book of Ephesians was, uh, we're reading, was originally a letter. It was written by um, a man named Paul who wanted to help early Jesus followers figure out how to be God's family, both in how they related to God and how they related to each other. And this letter was written to a whole community of people. It was meant to be read together and discussed, kind of like what we've been doing at Youth Group, kind of like over this podcast. It's a little bit harder to have. Uh, the conversation, but the idea of um, reading this out loud to other people is what we're going for. And so today we're going to look at chapter six, uh, where Paul had one final word for the Jesus followers in Ephesus. Here, he reminded them that if they were going to stand strong in their faith, they were going to need some protection. So let's start. We're going to be in Ephesians chapter six, and I'm going to read verses 10 through 20 here really quick. Oops. Sorry, guys, I'm pulling it up on my phone, too. Should have been a little bit more prepared. All right, Ephesians chapter 6, 10 through 20. Uh, This is about the armor of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me, that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fiercely, fearlessly make known to the, the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. So Paul talks a lot about protection from our enemy, but what do we need protection from? How does our enemy attack us? We mentioned some of those ways earlier, but we might, um, we might need protection from doing something dangerous, destructive, or unwise, uh, maybe experiencing hopelessness, fear, or loneliness, uh, losing or walking away from our faith in Jesus. Uh, In the Greco-Roman world of the first century, and that's when Paul was writing this letter, Rome had conquered much of the world, of the known world at the time, so there was Roman soldiers everywhere. And since they were the invaders and conquerors, most people didn't like them. Uh, For early Christians, Roman soldiers were disliked for even more reasons. The Roman government had played a role in Jesus' crucifixion. The Roman soldiers were actively imprisoning, threatening, harming, and even killing followers of Jesus. And with that in mind, Paul did something interesting. He used the imagery of Roman armor, an image early Christians would have associated with their enemy, to tell the church they needed some armor of their own. But it's not that kind of armor that they might have expected. Um... So here are the pieces of armor Paul tells us to wear. So he starts with the belt of truth, and this is a reminder to keep God's truth close, where we can always reach it. 
The belt is the part of the armor that holds the other pieces of armor in place. God's truth can protect us. Second, he talks about the breastplate of righteousness. This is a reminder to follow Jesus, not just in our words, but in our actions. When we choose what's wrong instead of what's right, we leave ourselves vulnerable to serious damage. But we can be protected by choosing to act righteously and receiving God's gift of righteousness through Jesus. Uh, Next is the shoes of peace. Um, And this reminds us that we always need to be ready to share the good news of Jesus, that we can all know God through Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, The shield of faith keeps us protected from lies that try to tell us Jesus isn't who he says he is or that he won't do what he says he will. Sometimes we can believe lies not only about God but about ourselves too. I know I'm guilty of that. And maybe someone's words or actions have turned into messages that you uh, continue to replay in your mind about your identity, worth, or purpose. But because you have the shield of faith, you no longer have to believe lies about God or about you. Uh, The helmet of salvation is a reminder that our thoughts can be one of our greatest battlegrounds, but God has already won that battle for us. Because salvation comes through Jesus, we can believe and trust that our battle against sin has already been won, even when we're struggling to stand strong. And finally, let's talk about the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In an actual life or death situation where the early Christians were being imprisoned and murdered by their enemies, isn't it interesting that Paul says their greatest weapon is the Word of God? No matter what attacks we face, Paul tells us that we can protect ourselves by holding tight to everything God has said, and the Holy Spirit is revealed to us through the Word of God. Paul told us to put on every piece of this armor. Maybe that's because he knew... uh, or he knew we would tend to ignore or toss them aside. Imagine what would happen if we were all in a battle but had forgotten some or all of our armor. Even the best trained armies wouldn't survive very long without protection. If you're running around with just a belt and a helmet and I'm next to you with only my shoes and a sword, we really don't stand a chance. If we're going to stand strong, we all need all of our armor. And did you notice that the armor of God doesn't say anything about protecting our backs? Maybe that's because we were never meant to go into battle alone. Um, I'm going to reread those last couple verses. It says in in 18 through 20, it says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all of the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given to me, so that I will fiercely make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fiercely as I should. Paul asked his fellow Jesus followers to pray for him. He knew he needed his team. And remember that this isn't a letter written to just one person. It's written to a whole group of people. None of Paul's instructions can be fully put into place without a community of Christians around him. Paul is calling us. This is a long time ago, but he's calling us today to stand strong in our faith. And if we want to stand strong in our faith, no matter what our enemy throws at us, we can stand strong together. And I don't know the details of every battle currently being fought by the people in this uh, youth group or whoever's listening to this podcast. And I don't know what kinds of battles we will face even the rest of this year because we've been facing so many uh, already in this year. But no matter what challenges come our way, I believe we can face them together because that's what God's family does. If you're fighting a battle you're not sure you can win, I want to hear it. Tell your, Tell somebody. Tell your friends. Tell uh, your youth leaders, we can hold you up and guard your back. And if you think you've already lost whatever battle you've been fighting, don't give up yet. Remember, 
Jesus has already won your battles for you. And if you see someone else in God's family fighting a battle, you know what to do. Here are three ways we can stand strong together. First is put on your armor. Don't just toss it aside or ignore it. Suit up every day in God's protection. You're not the only one at risk if you don't. We all are. We we need each other. And don't be afraid to ask for help if you're struggling to get your armor put on. Uh, number two is help someone else with their armor. If you see someone else on the battlefield who seems to have forgotten a piece of their armor, help them. Remind them. Remind them of God's glory and what he has for us. And lastly is pray. Like Paul asked the Ephesians to do, pray for each other. A prayerless life is a powerless life. And we're called to live a life fueled by God's power. You don't have to pray long, but don't go long without praying. Sometimes we'll all face battles that seem overwhelming or even impossible. But no matter what kind of battle you face, I hope you remember this. You don't have to fight your battles alone. Someone needs you to fight alongside them. And Jesus has already won the war, and we're on the winning team. Because of what God has done to rescue and equip us, we can stand strong together. I'm excited to do this, uh, to do life with you guys. Uh, I'm excited to see where this, where this youth group is growing and where it takes us. I'm excited by the people that we have and the team that we have. And I'm excited that you've been along for the last four weeks to listen as we've talked and discussed uh, what it means to be a part of God's family and the team that we get to be a part of. I love that we get to be a team. I think it's exciting that we know that, or that we're not here alone doing this, that we know that we have um, people that we can stand strong together with. Thanks, everyone. See you next time.